My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. The Bob and Zip Show. Ah, so um, I'm watching this show with Lisa. It's season two, and it's on Apple TV, which you can only get if you have an Apple device, and then it's pr- practically free because every time you get an Apple device, they give you another year. Yes, uh, and the show is so good. Uh, and I'm not going to give too much away. That's <laughs> because this company won't let you. <laughs> yeah, but I but I have to tell you, and I told you a little about it. It's called For All Mankind, and the premise is, um, what if the Russians beat us to the moon? Right. And uh, the U.S. lost that man on the moon race. Well, the premise of the show is that we would fight even harder because... Nothing makes the heart grow fonder than someone else having something you wish you had. (laughs) The the hell with absence. (laughs) Right. So in this alternative history, and I'm not going to give anything away that's going to make you like know too much about the show. A parallel universe. Exactly. Like, Like Twilight Zone. In this parallel universe, instead of like lackluster space program, the United States goes whole hog in the space program and a whole bunch of different things happen uh for example well i don't want to give too much away well come you on. keep saying that and then continuing well <laughs> so what's the deal remember who killed the electric car and chevy was going to put out the electric yeah. car and then they didn't well it was killed in the, the uh early 1900s actually that's right yeah in in this version of history because we got all excited about mm-hmm. space in the 70s and 80s uh, we also developed other technology because we needed to develop all this electric technology and battery technology. So right. we ended up with electric cars sooner. Wow. And, but I don't want to give too much away. That's just one little. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to print you up a T-shirt, Rivers. But, well, that's one little thing. But 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 there's parts of it that I'm, I'm not giving away. And it is so interesting because we live in a time now where we think it's never been crazier and politics has never been harsher and people have never been more divided and all of that domestically perhaps but maybe but globally true. yeah when you look back even of the parts that they didn't change but mm-hmm. when you look back at history we used to hide under our desks to prepare for a soviet nuclear strike well you americans did we canadians did not not in my day anyway is that because <laughs> you didn't give a shit no, it's it just wasn't part of the uh, the program. I don't think we were the target so much as the United States was. You didn't realize you were right next to the United States, did you, you guys? <laughs> You're such hosers. <laughs> we were just concerned with the, whether the fish were running. Yeah, that <laughs> nuclear cloud would easily drift into Toronto oh, and Montreal. And don't worry about the Bruce, the Bruce Peninsula there. That power plant will make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so anyway, in the show, and I'm on season two, which just started, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of shows got squelched by the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Yeah, production. And, and you know, some shows are going to be a year late. I, I guess when you're doing space. And the, the, that Skype channel is really boring. I don't know if you watched it or not. <laughs> no, what's Skype? <laughs> oh, kidding. What Skype channel? 
I'm kidding. It's oh, a joke. Yeah, there is okay. no Skype it's channel, but it's going to come to that if the production shuts down any longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're starting now. They're actually making shows. I know. Because uh, my son is out there in L.A. and he tells me how how it goes. Basically, they're doing it the same way. Um, Newscasts. The White House handled that big. Um, party for the uh, Supreme Court justice. They're giving everybody rapid tests and assuming they're good to go. (laughs) And, and, but anyway, so the show's on and you know how you've heard of the term deep fakes, right? Yes. Of course. You know what a deep fake is? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's when, that's when um, Zip pulls his voice and tries to be (laughs) bullshit. That's a thin fake. Okay. Yeah. So a shallow deep, fake. Do you know what a deep fake is? Zip? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's the artificial artificial intelligence kind of gizmo that Tom yes. Hanks okay, invented. That doesn't, yeah. Yeah. So explain it to people. Like for example, you could make a famous person, like you could make Obama say, "Yes, my birth certificate was a forgery, and I'm actually a Muslim." And you can make a video of him saying that, and it would yeah. look real. Until there was you a Tom, yeah. yeah, there was a Tom Cruise look-alike yeah. thing that was out there the last couple of weeks. It's really well yes. done. Yes. So on this show, and I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> but on, and I'm not giving away the plot. No. Uh, I gave the premise, which you could find in in the TV guide if such a thing were ever printed <laughs> it's anymore. A TV guide. But it's there with the phone books burning. So in this show, one of the astronauts gets to be on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Is that right? I, 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 I thought I might get your attention. Okay. And and it's and I, Ed, they could have hired you for this. I know. They, they could have, but they didn't. So you see Johnny Carson. They're in the bar, and they're watching, and Johnny Carson's on TV. And you know it's stock footage of Johnny Carson. Of course you do. But Johnny's introducing this astronaut, and John, and she sits down, and you know they did it all with you know smoke and mirrors, mm-hmm. but they literally created a deep fake of Johnny Carson inter- in interviewing this astronaut. And do you know who, who whose idea that was? Who, whose was it? Have you got <laughs> it, an envelope? It was, to, it, it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm serious. From 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 a Forrest Gump. <laughs> I mean, they had to have him talk to Dick Nixon. Dick Nixon was in the ground right. like me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the early stages of that. That's, that's right. right. Yes. And and so it was so weird to realize. Uh, how uh, weird was it? <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, Johnny Carson died, but if we wanted to, we could make ju- new Johnny Carson episodes mm. now. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. I don't know if they had to, of course they had to pay to license that video. May your local pastor look up your sister in his Funkin' Wagnall. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that was just, it, it just freaked me out to realize that it, Johnny isn't done. We can make Johnny say anything we want. Uh, For a price, yes. Yes. And then the other, the other really big topic in this show. I mean, if Ed can hawk Elpo. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. Does that dog food even exist anymore? I'm not sure. Mm. I I know the dog is dead. Well. It's fake food. You you know because he's your dog in heaven. So (laughs) um, the other character extensively used on this show is Ronald Reagan. 
and oh, they no. and they yeah and they must have and the guy isn't as good as you at the Reagan oh, guy. Well, that's all right. But you know, he's excited about the space program. Uh, you know, lasers in space. He wants to bomb the Russians. He's really Reagan. He, they didn't have to change him much. Uh, but that's I, the show. I, I don't recall. I would recommend it heartily, uh, but you're going to have to buy an Apple product or just subscribe. It, I, it's cheap. It's like four ninety nine a month. Yeah. And, and I got the free version, and then it disappeared on me. All of a sudden, it just stopped letting me in. Uh, well, it lasts a year. Yeah, I know, and I, I only punch it in after three months of having the new uh, laptop. Okay. So, would you like a Sherpa to help you get it back? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know, when something doesn't work, you can actually try. and I do work around until yeah. about uh, 60 seconds in, and then I throw my hands up. Yeah, I know, that, and I used to do that, too. Now I'm retired. I actually dig in and fix you stuff. Are. You are. So, uh, you should get it going, because... First off, they have a Tom Hanks movie. They have an uh, amazing show called The Morning Show, which is all about Matt Lauer's demise. Right. Uh, I have not seen a bad series or a bad movie on Apple TV, and there's a couple reasons. One, they have more money than God. They are truly deep, deep oh. endless pocketed. And yeah. every, you, you, no expense is spared when they show these astronauts on the moon yeah. sitting on a on a cliff over a lunar crater to watch yeah. the sunrise Oof. you're there you're on the moon in fact i'm even more convinced that the real moon landing was fake because look at the horrible <laughs> video quality <laughs> this is in high definition Boy. and jo and johnny carson is making new tonight shows about <laughs> you are you are just going to extend your life when virtual reality becomes a reality for well, you now you guys have read about that that is a thing now they're they're talking about aside from that show black what is it black mirror yeah that was great where you can upload your life into some kind of computer and you and you live in it. Oh, I was thinking Black Swan. I'm sorry. Okay, but they're they're actually working on a thing now where you can plan your social media to carry on as you. Wow, that's creepy. I I don't know. I guess I I like I just want my browser history permanently erased by Google. I don't care. <laughs> Bob, stay off of those sites. <laughs> everything I everything I posted willingly, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy to share. By the you way, know, on the show tonight, we're going to have a computer guy, and he's um, he's got a rich history. He does some very interesting work. Uh, his name is Chuck Opperman. We'll have him on in about ten minutes. He uh, was one of the originals, not originals like you know could buy and sell his islands. Uh, billionaire right. type original it's one of the uh, original guys in microsoft working on the coolest software uh and, and currently he works for a large company and i believe you guys are customers we are of malware bytes right yes both right. yeah you both own it mm-hmm i do and i've I been asking him for a free copy and apparently <laughs> he's snubbing there me. is there's a free version as well is there, yeah, there is. yeah yes. there's three levels actually oh i didn't know anyway he's going to be on it a little bit and it was a few, uh, maybe it was a month or so ago, when there was all this hacking in the news about, I don't know if it was Russia or China, and they were breaking into the, all of Grids. our top secret yeah. 
companies and everything. Anyway, I, at the time, I called him and I was like, "Hey, we want to come on." And he was like, "Can't talk about it." <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and you know, did you bring down the corner silence? Yeah. Well, I, I think we he can talk in a general way. Yes. about computer security because that's Nebulously, what he does. Yes, yeah. And um, but at the time, you know, the whole world was sort of freaking out, and I believe we stopped hearing about it. And you know what it means when the government stops telling you about something? It oh, means yeah. it's all better. They kissed the boo boo, and it's just no. fine, right? No, not at all. <laughs> means something big is coming. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, depends you know? on the depends on the issue. I don't know. I, just, I, I I do think that the human beings, the human being uh, DNA is such that we keep fighting the same battles over and over again. Well, it's know? a big game of Monopoly, isn't it? Meaning? Meaning that Boardwalk and Park plays. You oh, know, well, yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, you know. Yeah. It's oligopoly <laughs> is what I was thinking of, which is like <laughs> oligopoly. Monopoly. That's Except there are only like four players, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> there's Martha Stewart who went out of, went to jail free <laughs> and got out for $200. Also on the show tonight, uh, we should have Spike and Joe. I haven't heard from them Yay. by text yet. Uh, but Joe has big news. Joe has big vaccine news. Really? As do oh. I. Oh, do you? And the yes. wife, right? The wife got the spike. Uh, she I did. And, um, Wait a minute. She and Spike slept together? What happened? No, I, I was I was it's leaning. A poor off choice of words. Actually. Okay, okay. Right. Now she got jabbed, and um, you know she's a few uh, months older than me. Uh-huh. He said, <laughs> "I'm sure she's crazy about you saying those things." And so she was eligible, and I wasn't. And uh-huh. I made her appointment. It was Sunday at two o'clock. Sunday, Sunday. Lisa gets her shot. We drove out <laughs> early uh, because I. I, uh, you know, I don't want to have a flat tire or whatever. Right. And it's, uh, here's the thing, getting a shot in a rural area, Mm -hmm. much easier than more populous states from everything I'm hearing. Zip, is that true? (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) You're in a more populous area, by comparison. Well, last time I, I was on with Zip, he was, he was like, Looked and the appointments were too far away. And did you yeah. ever make one? Uh, I was unable to make them. I still can't. I was just looking as we as we were speaking. And, and this is uh, a due to high demand, constrained yeah. vaccine. This is they're a limited. But the other More day there was an appointment coming. open in Springfield, and you said, "Well, I'm not driving an hour just to save my <laughs> damn life." <laughs> if you go down the rabbit hole, it wasn't there. I think that what you, you know mean? it's. What do you mean? It was there. Uh, this is interesting. Okay. George Gregory, right, my tenor saxophone buddy, sure, uh, was in a, a grocery store that had a pharmacy, and he's walking down the aisle. All of a sudden, this woman from the pharmacy comes over. She says, you want a COVID shot? We had an appointment that was not filled, and uh, you obviously are more than 65. And he got it just <laughs> wow. by luck. You look so, pretty old. You know, <laughs> well, um, so, so, all right, so yeah. you didn't take that appointment that was available in Springfield because you wanted something no. better. Well, I just, I'm sure in due time. Sure. I've, I've survived this long. I'm rolling the dice, I guess. You know what he's doing, Bob? Say. I, he's I'm waiting for Mr. Haney to drive up. <laughs> yeah, I, um, uh, I cannot understand that thinking. I am such 
a, I guess because I was raised in a Catholic family of eight children, right. if there's a bowl of food in there, I'm getting the food <laughs> before anybody else. Yeah, I was a middle child. I, I relate to yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, so there's there's more of a of a, you know a strain on the the supply here for sure in Massachusetts. There's I many guess. more cases. Um, I mean, so her appointment is two. We mm-hmm. hop in the car around. 12, 12.30. It's an hour drive. Um, they're doing it at the convention room at a Holiday Inn <laughs> in a place okay. called Rutland, Vermont. Wow. Uh, which is actually um, a, a poorly named. Uh, Why is that? You know, no one. Where do you dream of living someday? <laughs> well, if I can't get into Worcester, <laughs> Rutland, Vermont, would be great. I think you'll uh, like it there. It's beautiful. So uh, get there. We're about 20 minutes early. And Lisa and I had rehearsed our routine, mm-hmm. which was that she was going to say, my husband is here. He's my caretaker. I don't drive. Um, and uh, he's 64 and nine tenths. <laughs> Is there, you know, if you have any cancellation, and I, and I, as soon as I saw the place and all the signs saying no walk-ins and all right. of that, I knew there was no chance of that. Rob, repeat after me. Please, sir, I'd like some more. I tried. No? But, well, she tried. She did the, um, you know, Show she eyes. did the thing. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And they, but the woman said, well, why didn't you make an appointment? I said, well, I'm 64 and nine-tenths. And she said, well, you know, you can make an appointment on Monday. I said, yeah, but you got to have a pre-existing condition. She said, well, what do you got? And I said, well, I've been treated for Lyme for three years. She said, compromised Ding. immune system. Go for it. <laughs> and, You're in. <laughs> well, and I and then I went and looked, and it's it basically said, um, it mentioned a whole bunch of things that, you know, would be bad. Uh, and it did say a compromised immune system from this, that, or other causes. And so I... Did some research and I went. You know what? I'm gonna try. So I, I called my doc. I called and I made an appointment. Good for you. So I'm scheduled for this Sunday. Atta boy. Which is exciting. For is that you, uh, not a sin for, for me? That, yes. What? I don't know. Go ahead. Zip. This is called dead air. What? What? Zip. Did I miss something? <laughs> I heard you try and jump in. At least I thought. No, I heard no, you. no. I did. No, no. I was just looking to see if I could uh, get a shot in, in Connecticut, actually, because I do have a Connecticut driver's license. Yes. Zip has passports in five New England states. <laughs> um, Every time I call him, he looks online. He goes, oh, there's one, but it's not really convenient to my schedule. And then he doesn't book it. Coming to the Hartford um, Civic Center. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Isn't, I, I, isn't that I, a sin, I, though, Bob, for a Catholic to take a shot like that on, on a Sunday? No. No. Uh, well, first off, I, I, um, as soon as the uh, oh boy, I'm getting in trouble for this. Uh-oh. As soon as the Catholic Church turned uh, a, a deaf ear and a blind eye to pedophilia, mm-hmm. I decided that missing church once in a while was not going to be. Like, <laughs> there was going to be a bigger line at hell with the priests. <laughs> okay, is oh, that too boy. rude for me to say? No, listen, ten Patreon uh, people can't be wrong. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Thanks anyway, though. <laughs> we have some wonderful Patreons, by the way, and one of them is going to be our next guest. Are you ready? Yeah. Absolutely. 
This next gentleman is a big computer nerd guy. He's a pilot. He's a dear friend of mine. And uh, currently he works for a company called Malware Bytes, which protects you and your computer from the Russians, uh, fake Johnny Carson, everything. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome for Chuck Opperman. Chuck, how are you? Whoops. That was the theme from The Matrix, which you requested, right? That's kind of Quite the intro there. I like it. Thank you very much, Bob. It's nice to be on. It's a pleasure to have you. Greatness now with with uh, with Zip and Ed here. Yeah, there you go. Thank you guys. How you doing? (laughs) Doing well. You? Good. Yeah, everything's good. Everything is good. I'm really appreciative because you guys stopped being funny about a couple minutes right before my <laughs> So it was a good time to bring you I was you able on. to calm down <laughs> and stop laughing because yep. it was really funny at the start. Oh, good. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is, by the way, Chuck was always a real honest listener. He would go, yeah, I listened this morning. You weren't really that good today, but I know... <laughs> I know I'd if I, I wait around, like, it'll get better. I'd rather have friends like that than the smoke blowers. Any oh, yeah. Day. Me yeah. too. So, uh, Chuck, uh, look, I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but we did talk a little <laughs> bit about um, cyber uh, spying and uh, computer security. And that is your, you know, that is your bread and butter right now. How scared should the average person be that their computer... like? The thing I always thought was, I'm boring. No one's going to care what I'm doing on my computer. And if they want a password to, you know, some free site that I have, what are they going to do? You know, and I, mean, I only make my banking passwords really, really good. And the rest of them is the name of a pet or my wife's maiden name. How good is that? <laughs> That's fine. No. <laughs> As he gives and, it away on. And, and Bob, what is the name of your favorite pet? <laughs> we put it here. How about the last four digits of my Soch? Is that or your a, mother's? Yeah, maiden mother's name. maiden That'd name. Yeah, I stopped That'd using that a while ago. And that's all the social engineering hacks. You know, you get to know someone in that. So, uh, but no, no one has to worry on an individual basis. Okay. But everyone should realize that our country, our nation, is under attack, and it's under it's 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 on ongoing attack. Uh, you know, and, and the bad guys, sometimes they're sponsored by other nations and sometimes they're just operating out of other nations, you know, for their mm-hmm. own joy and profit. So Are that's really, a real really thing. Trying. That's that's not like a Pentagon propaganda to keep us in a Cold War mentality as it's been over the years. What do they want from our computers? From our computers, they want the ability to go in and then plant other software that then makes the those computers less secure. So yeah. then they could really do the bad things. And okay. right here where I live. And what's the bad thing? Like to shut off Texas's power grid during a, vi- a bad storm? What's <laughs> I, I, I'll give you one that someone just happened. It was just in the next town over. I'm in the Tampa Bay area and here in Oldsmar nearby. Someone came in uh, to the Oldsmar uh, Utility Department, a uh, water services department, and reprogrammed their uh, control software to uh, release more lye into the water. The, you know, the chemical lye is used to do some purification and sometimes yeah, for right, pipe right. cleaning and things like that. And some guy was able to get in and just push the lever, you know, the digital lever, for the amount of lie to like a thousand times what would be normal. And it just so happened that an, a, an, a legitimate operator was was monitoring at the time and goes, well, what the heck is this? And 
and and changed it, turned it off, and realized there was somebody coming in from so the outside. Would it have killed a bunch of fish? What was it going to do? It would have if if it gone undetected for several hours. It could have you know um, made a bunch of people sick. Wow, is, is uh, the, wow. Chuck, you could back about one inch away from the microphone so we don't pop it as much. I got to get to right, a pop filter. You. Sorry, but that's about okay. That. No worries. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, so uh, all right. So if I and I'm going to give you your your plug for your company just because it's courtesy. It's what we normally do. So if you have uh, malware bytes, b y t e s, what does it do for your like? You guys are constantly identifying. You're like actually the World Computer Health Organization, right? <laughs> sure, sure. good. Except we we produce vaccines on the hour. Yeah, where, you, you do. Know, where yes, we yeah. do, and that, and so as new threats come up, or more appropriately, as they uh, as they evolve and they get changed from one thing to another, we go, ah, hey, we see that in the wild. We can protect against that. We update our data, and then we send it out. And we update millions upon millions of computers. You know, maybe. 12 20 times a day with that the newest information and mm. w one of the things uh, our researchers like to say is you know the average life of some of these threats is you know basically half a day you know that's how long the you know really? that guy comes up yeah yeah it's incredibly short uh and uh it, and you know like or a bad website pops up you know that maybe just changes the letter and instead of wells fargo it's uh wills fargo or something like that and mm -hmm. but it looks like wells fargo and you know and then we, we we get that we find that out we we have guys who straddle the the line between good and evil and they have you know they know the dark web they right. know what's going on they've got then, that chuck norris way of not actually <laughs> killing anybody but always exactly. being violent always <laughs> being in there you know yeah. we, the gray hats as we call them and, okay uh, you, because you have to think like a bad guy in order to to protect your now protect do different computer uh security uh, programs and companies do you all share information to protect as many people as possible you know it's interesting normally we are competitors and that you know we but we all have a common goal is, is to make sure you know the world you know our ceo is you know he his story is he, he wound up uh, getting his parents computer infected and said hey i gotta fix this and and was able to develop a program and along the way he met some uh, people who were inter also interested in that and he feels it's a sort of a civil right to be protected you know digitally protected and it's a kind of the basis of our company and, and and by the way i don't know if you were listening earlier we were talking about deep fakes yeah uh scammers are getting better and better at faking yeah. you out oh yeah uh and uh, like something happened to me the other day and, and i'll tell you about this and i'm sure you you know how, how this stuff happens um my wife wanted to sell some stuff on eBay, but she doesn't really, like, she doesn't dig in and learn software and do all. So she asked a friend, and a friend said, yeah, I'll list your stuff for you, and when I get a buyer, I'll just let them know, and I'll take a percentage. And I was like, great. Uh, she wasn't going to pay me anything, so finding someone was really good. <laughs> and anyway, so she, she, she sends me a, a note. She says, well, we just sold that purse. You should be getting the money in your PayPal. And I get a, um, I get a uh, text message that says, uh, or was an email? Email. Uh, you have a PayPal instant payment. And I look, and it was a hundred dollars and twenty-five for shipping. And it had the, you know, send it to this person. And Lisa said, "You gotta get the, I got it in a box. You gotta print a label and get it out right away." 
and it said the money would be released after the person gets the thing. And I went, uh, it all looked 100%, right? But I said, I always log into my PayPal just to be sure because I never trust an email. How many people do that? Not everybody. Very few. No. Very few. Uh, anyway, so I log into my PayPal, and under transactions, there's no recent transactions. <sighs> and I said, uh, and meanwhile, and Zip, you know my wife. And she's like, did you get that done yet? <laughs> I'm like, honey, I, I think it might be a fraud. And I, so I'm going to, she was like, oh, come on, I got the email, blah, blah, blah. And it's it a terrible impression of Lisa. So, uh, can so, confirm. <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> so a- anyway, I, and I'm busy doing something else. And she's like, mail that out, mail that out. And I go, well, before I mail it out, I don't see the transaction. And then I looked on the email. Mm-hmm. And the email is like service at paypal.com. That's the friendly name. Uh-huh. The actual email address was, pay- it looked official. It was paypal service blank at gmail.com. Okay. So and, I, gonna, yeah. and I did a search. Does PayPal ever use a Gmail address? And the answer was no. no. Mm. And, and so I, I printed out that phishing scam. And I printed out zero transactions on my PayPal, and I walked up to Lisa, and I said, uh, this is a phishing scam. Your friend listed it, but someone's trying to buy it without having to pay for it. Right. And uh, that person had never seen anything like that. But it, it, for the average person, it's it just feels very, it feels like the internet is a dark alley. <laughs> what would you say yeah. to that, Chuck? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. You yeah. know, there are, you know, it, it's because it's that much easier to, to basically rip people off. Yeah. Um, and, and what the, this latest hack, what we call the, the solar winds Orion hack, which uh, came out in, um, it started in November and was really disclosed in December, which was uh, some bad guys, nation state actors, as we, as we call them. Which it's, nations, by the way, is it Russia, China? Do we, we know? Typically, believe excuse for the popping. Uh, we yeah. typically believe it's um, it's it's Russia. It could be China as well. But it, right. um, I I have a personal opinion, not my employer's opinion, but my personal opinion. It's 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 someone at working out of Russia or and possibly directed by Russia. But that's my personal hard opinion. hard um, for you to prove. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not going to go over there and find out. But uh, <laughs> you know, and that so. But but here's the scary part about it is that they were able to get into this company known as Solar Winds. SolarWinds makes a product called Orion. Orion is used in a lot of IT departments to help manage their IT departments, to help manage the computers in the IT departments. Ah. And the bad guys were able to get into SolarWinds and then disrupt their coding process for creating this Orion product and get their code, their, their malware, literally, into the Orion product which then goes out and updates all of those other computers that are used all over the place. In other words, by getting into a trusted product, they get into all their customers. Exactly. And, and, that's and then scary. that was, yeah. that was yeah. a, a way in. Right. Could and they, then we found out, just to, to, let me get through this, because mm-hmm. then they found out that these nation state actors were, were then trying to get into cyber companies like, oh, like ours, like CrowdStrike, right. FireEye, and others. And that because 
if they can disable their products and say, hey, you know what? You, yeah, go ahead. You fight malware, but you're going to ignore ours. And that, that was really scary. So, uh, in really other words, when I called you while all this was going on and you were like, I can't talk right now. I'm very busy. <laughs> I was very busy. It was and crazy. I, yeah. I did not have a, a good holiday. That was right at the uh, the holidays. And um, But it was we had to prove to ourselves and to our customers that we were not affected. Got it. And that we, we had been targeted. Uh, and... Someone had, had tried, and we were able to find evidence that they had tried, but were not successful. They did not get in, and it was that important that we had that trust. That's malware. It's what's that. for dinner. Malware. <laughs> or malware, malware, excuse me. Malware. I, I don't know why I always want to say mall. It's what's malware. for dinner. Yeah. yeah. Malware, okay. yeah. It's going to have your dinner if, you, if, if, if you're not safe about it, yeah. Is anyone impervious to um, ransomware, including the government? No one's impervious. And I would uh, quite honestly say that the government's, you know, uh, when I say government, I mean like any sort of local right. state and, and to some extent national uh, because their budgets are really poor and that they yeah. don't have the budget to upgrade to the latest stuff and things like that. So uh, uh, how, actually. like, I'm concerned about ransomware. I know one radio group, by the way, a very large company, it was Entercom, uh, where I worked for a while. Uh, their entire computer system, IT system, got hijacked, and they uh, rumor is they had to pay millions of dollars to get it back. So this happens. Oh yeah, and and here's the scary part when it when it happens on an individual basis mm. is that frequently when it happens on uh, you know to let's say me or you, and you say okay sure I'll pay a few hundred dollars just give me the keys or where can I send the payment and wherever you can send the payment has been disabled. You know, the good guys have found the bad guys and they've disabled their ability to get money. Now oh. you're out of luck. You're out of luck. You can't, you can't even pay anyone at that point. So wow. uh, are you saying that when you say the good guys, you mean companies like yours sh stop them from getting paid in, a, in part of the in, while the war is going on to stop them? Yeah, I would also like, uh, so for example, if I if I was a bad guy, I set up a payment processing system, maybe through PayPal, and then PayPal discovers that, hey, I'm one of the bad guys, and, and they says, shut no, you, you don't get okay, to have an account, and, and now you're gone. Now, the, the beautiful thing is uh, Malwarebytes, my product, is really good at ransomware. We, you know, we're better, I'll toot my own horn, we're better than anyone else in this regard. Huh. And, um, and so, you know, we are looking at the behaviors of these products. So whenever we see a product trying to start to encrypt things, we go, oh, hey, whoa, wait a second. Right. And we put the brakes on that. And, you know, it's a balance between, you know, programs doing that legitimately and programs doing it illegitimately. And we've uh, struck the right balance. We're really good at uh, blocking that before it becomes a problem. I want to toot your horn for you. I know you didn't want to Thank toot you. your horn, but I'm going to toot it for you right here. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> the sad trombone. I've, no, had, no that, I've had that trombone for a year, and I've never had a kitten occasion. It should to be use like it. happy trumpets or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What aside from get a good uh, antivirus program? Uh, like uh, malware. Uh, what else should the malware average bites, person? Yeah, malware bytes. Yeah, malware bytes. Yeah, malware bytes. B y t e s. Uh, what else should the average person be thinking of? Uh, they should be, you know, be mindful of passwords. Like, don't use the same password you use for your online banking for Facebook, for example. Right. Um, mm. Yes, things like that. Now, I, I'm the type of person who says, 
it's okay to reuse your passwords in some cases. Like probably my Disney Plus password is going to be the same <laughs> as my Paramount Plus password. Yes, yes. But yes. I, I always make sure that for my high value accounts, which are banking, okay. social media, um, you know, and then the the account providers like Microsoft, Google, Apple, yeah. you know, that there are different passwords, and uh, always take advantage of any of the what we call the two factor authentication, where you have uh, to put in yes. a you know, a text message or things like that, that, that really helps. All right. Uh, Chuck Opperman, ladies and gentlemen, a veteran of the dot-com wars of Microsoft and uh, a little bit about your past, if I may, you were, you were at Microsoft during like really when it was the death star taking over the world. Oh right? yeah. I was part of the browser wars. I was on, I was working on internet explorer and trying to, you know, put the, the boot, Bill Gates's boot on Netscape's th- air supply and right, their right. throat and cut them off. Yeah, I yeah. proudly. It was an know, unfortunate choice of words uh, to say that. Uh, it, it should have simply been, we're fighting hard to make people a great product. But but cutting off <laughs> someone's air supply comes yes. across. <laughs> a little aggressive. Yeah. It comes well, off a little bit Saudi Arabian, if you want, if, if you I, I, know well, how they deal with the sh- press. Yeah. Let me share a 30-second story about that exact topic. Is, yeah. you know, I was at Microsoft in the you know, very male testosterone driven, you know, toxic culture that was the loudest voice in the room wins. At the um, time. That's right. At, at the yeah. time. And uh, you know, and then I I, I literally retired, um, right about the time you and I got to know each other and mm-hmm. uh, I I'd work in a consultancy fashion. I wrote a few books. Uh, and then I came back a few years later and worked for him full time. And in that span time the culture had changed dramatically and Mm. i'll never forget i was at the new employee orientation where they literally had a session about you know politically correct communication it's like instead of saying we're going to kill the competition why don't you say we're going to score a touchdown (laughs) we would have a we'd have a daily meeting about how to ship the software you know how to get the software out the door and we'd call it the war room it was literally it was in a war room and go no 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 don't do that have a ship room instead and we did it was interesting how you know the political correctness if you were you know, had to overcome well, that, that culture. I, and that's, and that's, you're going exactly what I was curious about because I think it's even a little more than just political correctness at work because at one time, Bill Gates uh, was this bulldozer, uh, take no prisoners, hardcore, taking over the world and becoming a monopoly. And, but he's evolved in his life to now where he's giving away his fortune and trying to save lives. And it is some of how Microsoft evolved just as he grew up and became less, I mean, he, for a geek, he was the biggest testosterone geek of the time. Did he change? I was, I I was very fortunate early in my career to work closely with Bill. Um, And I I traveled with him a few times. I was even hired by his wife, Melinda, uh, as my, uh, when I first came into the company in the early nineties. I think Bill was always that way. He was always, um, you know, philanthropist, um, you know, and giving back, but he's still an incredibly competitive person. Okay. You know, he's just like one of those people like Michael Jordan, Tom Brady here in Tampa Bay area where I'm at now, you know, I've been. So you could be both. You could be a humanitarian and. And a bulldozer at the and same time. If you time. remember from your Seattle days, you know, Gates's family, his mother was, you know, the head of the United Way. You know, yeah. his father was a big uh, philanthropist as well. Philanthropy comes in, uh, come, came in his family. That's right. Yeah. 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 
Huh. Now, uh, this week I'm I'm getting my first Pfizer vaccine. Is he going to release little robots into my bloodstream? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, but I, I also think Bob Bill yeah. Gates is an interesting you. He knows you're an Apple person, so he's just going to skip right on past you. <laughs> it's not that important. Thank you. That's very nice. All right. Hey, I'm getting my vaccine shot. Um, When's yours? On Thursday. Thursday. And is that because um, you live in a Republican neighborhood in <laughs> in Florida, and they are yeah. taking care of all the gated communities first? Exactly, and that, and um, you know, I did lie on the application, but no, I actually my uh, healthcare provider uh, submitted my name as being particularly at risk because of because uh, I having COVID and nearly dying from it. You did, yeah. You ago. won't. Oh. And, and by the way, uh, we talked about Chuck when this was going on. You were one of two different friends I have who who ended up in intensive care. Uh, we're fighting for your life, and uh, you won that battle. Do you have any long-term effects? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Um, I, but I'll say this. It's nice to talk to you guys for this amount of time without just having to suck on oxygen, yeah. you know, uh, like mm, I did yeah. last time. Um, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, my, my, heart is, my heart and heart sac have slightly enlarged, which is um, mm. a side effect. Um, the 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 lining around my lungs is enlarged and so now i get cases of pleurisy that you know where the where it all rubs together and my doctor says i'm very much at risk for additional pneumonias and and uh, respiratory things that's terrible so this is why i don't want the johnson and johnson vaccine i hope they don't give you that one i want the i want the 95 first i mean you know i wouldn't put that in my car the johnson and johnson fuel (laughs) 66 <laughs> octane. No, thank you. But I'll uh, tell you one thing, Bob. I still can't smell a thing. And and wow. if you recall, I, I always had a weird sense of taste. Yeah. And that has changed dramatically. I can eat way more things than I used to be able to. I'm no longer nearly as picky, but I can't smell a thing, unfortunately. And wow. that's, you wow. know, we're talking nine months later. Are they, are, are, are the evil government people downplaying this long-term stuff because they don't want to freak us out? I think it's uh, probably not downplaying as much as you know. Hey, it's it's five ten percent of everyone who gets COVID has the more the long haul mm-hmm. symptoms. Um, I, I, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of people who are like, hey, I'm feeling a little, I feel like I, I'm forgetful. Maybe I have the COVID brain fog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas there are more measurable quantitative long haul symptoms that are not as common as some of those and unfortunately I'm, I'm sticking with them my, my doctor says i'm a pioneer whenever i go to see him he's like you're we're learning so much from folks like you right right he's mm-hmm. thanking you for and you're helping them with all that research beautiful stuff chuck opperman microsoft malware bites byt can i ask yes, a couple yes. of quick yes. questions just yep. real quick chuck yes. two questions um are there way more large-scale hacks that that we never hear about in major companies. Oh, that's that interesting. Um, you know, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, like a, a, a pipeline into the, the, that stuff. So I suspect there are, and you know, I'll say this about the solar winds, the Iran hack that, that got, I think the right amount of press and that I think the, the press coverage has been, uh, accurate about it. Uh, we had to, you know, I'll say that our company, uh, we, we were very upfront and transparent, and I think uh, our competitors were as well. Um, and we wanted, to, we wanted to make sure our customers knew, hey, we're protecting you. We are not, uh, we are not at risk. We checked into it, and we're, you know, we, we did all the right things, and our product remains safe, um, and we'll continue to, to do that. So uh, to the extent that there are bigger ones, sure, maybe they happen and you just doesn't get the play because the threat is gone 
Uh, I think this one got, you know, got a lot more uh, play because of the ramifications. It was like, yeah, it's it's basically laying a digital bomb that won't get exploded until many months later um, when it goes off inside of a company. Jeez. All right. Question two. Uh, The encryption, like for, you know, Bank of America or any major financial institution, that's that's man-made created, correct? Some, a mind created those encryptions, correct? Yeah, uh, like um, you you ever saw the movie The Beautiful Mind? uh, Oh, great movie. It's, you know, the the thinking, the mathematics behind that uh, Mm -hmm. is is beyond me, to be quite honest with you. I'm I'm never that good about it. But it's all just, it's it's formulas and that. And and to give you an example, the first encryption was based off of a, you know, just a small amount of what we call hashes and how to compute a hash, which is uh, all hashes is coming up with a number to represent another number. And and we realized that it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to take some computer like 50 years to go through all the possibilities and that you don't have to worry oh, about okay. it. And now with the, the increase in processing power, it's like, no, it only takes a few hours. So now that encryption standard is weak right, right. and needs to be replaced. So, okay. it's, yeah, oh, no, let me it. just my final question. So. Is this your final question? <laughs> and, Do you and, want a you know, In the large scope of things, you know, much like the, the football and the codes to the nuclear, you know, devices, does one person, are, are there more than one person that have the keys to, to developing these encryptions or can anybody be bought? Is there a price tag? There are keys in the sense of there are public and private keys and they're just what we call a shared secret. And, um, and if someone gets access to your digital secret keys, that can be bad. Um, and so they are very well protected. And it's never one person. And there okay. have been times when the keys have been you know, broken into. That, that digital vault has been broken into. And at that point, we have to revoke the certificate and say, don't trust this anymore. It's no longer trustable. And that, my friends, is my final answer. All right. <laughs> Chuck okay. Opperman Thank in, you, man. in Florida. Chuck, you can hang out if you want because the Bob Spike and Joe uh, segment is next. And uh, I would love to. actually, we need someone to sing um, the Star Spangled Banner at our Bob Spike and Joe convention. Can you sing for us? <laughs> really, it's I mean, not that hard anymore. It used to be a hard song. It's really yeah. easy now. I've been saving this button for a while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exciting time every week when we get spike and joe together on the show and a couple of things uh big things big announcements today uh, joe got a vaccine he's going to talk about it and uh spike uh, who's always the big big uplifting uh, topic says <laughs> he's come to the conclusion that his childhood dream has officially died so uh, uh who wants it we want to start with <laughs> immunity or death or, the cr- or crushed dreams <laughs> who wants to go first hey guys 
Hello. You can go, Spike, and maybe well, we can cheer you up about, a little. We're talking about the film, A Beautiful Mind. I think we have to talk about <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me like, turn you up there, Spike. Go ahead. If we're going to talk about the movie, A Beautiful Mind, we'll have to talk about the most significant scientific uh, factor in the making of that film. And Which there one? are actually dueling scientific revelations in that film. Okay. One, that... Uh, Russell Crowe could portray a man of intelligence, which I think was Oscar-worthy, <laughs> completely Oscar-worthy, yeah. and, the, and the measurement of Jennifer Connelly's sexiness on the Kelvin scale. Yes. Those yeah. two elements are what really made that Monstrous. movie a Absolutely. scientific marvel. She is hot. Oh, the babe with the power, still to this okay. day, man. Great, great movie, by the way. I got something very personal out of that. Yeah, you used to draw on windows after that, didn't you, like for years? Well, you know that when I got sober, I spent a little time in the uh, funny farm. The, the Softwell Hotel, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> and, um, Bring your own linen. fish tank. <laughs> yeah. The whole idea that I could ever admit uh, powerlessness is very foreign to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that movie really, um, I realized with that movie that, oh, I don't have to fix myself. I just have to accept things. And that movie was very therapeutic, I thought. Huh. Because nice. that guy, he doesn't get better. He still sees all the hallucinations. He just waves at him and says, have a nice day. We're not really here, Bob. <laughs> yeah. All right, Spike. So it sounds a little depressing, but where are you, by the way? I'm in my studio downstairs. It sounds like I'm in the boiler room of the uh, the hotel. Where <laughs> have you got a, a heating it? system or an air conditioner on or something? Yeah, well, I, I have no control over the ventilation system here in the house. I could go shut the whole thing off, but the gating on this microphone used to deal with that pretty well, but it seems to not be affecting it today. It's really, I'll, I'll fix your gate another time. It's pretty intrusive. It's, yeah. it's fine for tonight. So uh, I feel like I'm in the boiler room with Freddy Krueger, you know, just <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for night to fall, you know? Uh, at Dahmer's, waiting for dessert. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. <laughs> Dahmer's. <laughs> What's for dessert? Ooh. You are. Um, I'll have the Rocky Mountain oysters. Thanks. <laughs> so what childhood dream is dying? Well, I've, you know, um, this year's been challenging, clearly. And uh, one of the things that I've taken great solace in is the, um, the fact that I'm back in school and I'm pursuing a marketing degree at the local community college, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm, it's the, you go from Shoreline Community College to Madison Avenue. It's not that much of a leap. <laughs> but uh, I, I've come, you know, and I've done very well in school, and that's been a real saving grace for me during this time of unemployability due to my age, the fact that I'm white, and uh, COVID-19, but not in that order, you know. Mm. Um, Isn't it so, odd that later in life it would turn out to be a handicap to be white? Oh, yeah, completely. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I've had numerous discussions about, I don't want to play the reverse discrimination card because uh, I'm not a registered Republican and I don't want to <laughs> steal the gravy. But, uh, no, it's just, you know, uh, as, I, as I've taken these classes, um, I've, done, I've done really well in school until this quarter. Mm. And this quarter has thrown me an absolute curveball, an absolute curveball. And the, the, my, my oldest, maybe my oldest dream ever of being a uh, certified public accountant ha has officially died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can remember since my, my youngest memory was putting a you know, pocket protector in and putting some tape in my dad's glasses and grabbing a briefcase <laughs> and you know, trying to go to school and become an accountant, but that's never going to happen now. Accounting so wait a minute. Something that wait a minute. Escapes me. I, I hear the sarcasm, but. <laughs> Thank you. But there's got to be. Thick. Well, but there's always a grain of truth. So, uh, were you? What are you training for in school? Uh, I'm, I'm getting a marketing degree. I really am. I'm pursuing a, a degree in marketing. 
and I've been taking classes in social media marketing, digital marketing, retail marketing. I've been taking advertising. I've been taking all these different courses. I've been taking and drugs. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, and I've done, I've done really well in all my classes. I mean, I've got a 3.99 GPA. Wow. Um, until accounting. By the way, did up. Baltimore find out about that and put up a statue for you? Because <laughs> no, no, not yet. Yeah, that's that's a, a big, that's huge tectonic plate shift from it is. Well, beginning until, of your until, career. Yeah, um, account, accounting has thrown me the, a curveball, an absolute curveball. Oh, it's I part. So you have to take accounting. It's like a required course. Yeah, one of the other. It's a ninety-three credit um, degree. Okay. And I've got 72 credits so far with a 3.99. I mean, literally, I've been, I've been crushing these classes. Um, I've, you know, as, as I made my way through these marketing classes, I came up with, you'd have to create fake companies. You know, um, you'd have to, you know, create market products that were imaginary that you, you know, create right. a campaign for this, that, or the other thing. And I've, I mean, I've literally, I've created three or four different things that are genuinely marketable products. For example, my designer golf ball idea. I don't know if you, you have about a designer that. golf ball. I, hmm. I tell you what, um, I came up with this idea for my uh, advertising class, and this lady wanted to, our professor. Want this lady, this wonderful lady who'd been to twenty eight years of schooling. This professor wanted us to make a uh, a cola, you know, a, a, a wanted to market a soft drink. Um, and I came with something called Equality, which was a uh, why does it Equality, Equality, yeah. It was a product that was going to be of you know using micro loans to third world countries. Oh, and equality and is spelled T E A, like it's got T in it, right? Exactly, exactly. Wow, you're and, in Seattle though. Why not Equality HC? <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing that down. Writing that down. <laughs> okay. This, qu this quarter, I'm doing copyright law. How ironic! Yeah. Um, shade grown bud actually it doesn't grow real well in the shade, but yeah. 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 Well, you know, well, but my, my professor told me that was misogynistic equality. Really? So, yeah, she thought Why? that was sexist. And it, because I'm an old white guy, again, that's coming back to haunt me. Right. If you had uh, been yeah. a woman, it would have been a good fight, it's, and it she would have said, yeah. "Me too." Right. Right, I said, fine, then I'm making designer golf balls, so shut the hell up, and I did that. And I, okay, that, well, um, nothing's whiter or older than that, the, except exactly. for Tiger Woods. Play, yeah. play to your strengths, right? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I, came up with this, I came up with this plan to you send us the pattern of your golf pants, and I'll make a golf ball that matches it. How about that? Wow. wow. That's that, very that's cool. the most Best useless spoke. and stupid idea you've ever heard? <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing about that sort of thing. Uh -huh. You could be like the golf board, golf ball tycoon and live on an island because that's the kind of stuff that makes people yeah. money. My pillow and my golf ball. Yeah, they both right. sleep together. <laughs> my balls. I made an ad campaign. I made a digital, a television, and an outdoor advertising campaign with a picture of um, Will Ferrell wearing this outrageously loud golf outfit and he's and got the ball that matches. Yes, yes, and I and I and I photoshopped in a matching ball, and it says you're a golfer's fashion shouldn't stop at his balls. Oh, which is, uh, you know, isn't, that a, isn't, that a, isn't that a great slogan, right? Yeah. I, think, I think you have a future. Uh, in this. Well, I, I, I did get a four zero in that class, even though, yeah. and she hated giving me that grade. Yeah. yeah. So know, what I, would I'm, be what would be? Is there any way you could stop being white? There's no way to get out of being white, is there? Be a scot. <laughs> That's right. You great flavor intern. Yeah. Um, no, but this quarter is this quarter's accounting, and it's just crushing me. I'm well, really, I'm I'm uh, glad that your real dream isn't being crushed. Just the accountant part. Downtown yeah. Joe, 
Uh, I know your, uh, first off, got to congratulate your school because, uh, as always, your students made award-winning programming and won a ton of awards at this year's virtual convention, which took place. Was there a live convention in New York that some people attended, or was it all virtual? It was all virtual, and I got to say, there's there's a lot to like about that. That's the first convention I've ever attended where, you know, nobody is, is in one set place, and... Hmm. But there's a lot of a lot of adjustments to make. Uh, for one thing, on the uh, you know it's all on Zoom, and the I don't know about you guys, and you probably don't Zoom as much as I do because I do it you know in school constantly. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when mm. the pandemic hit, you got to put a something up there. So when your camera is off, you know what do you see? And I just put a picture of me in sunglasses, just a basic picture. And uh, I get to this convention in New York, and, you know, when I turn my camera off, it's, it's kind of a lame picture. And I'm like, man, i got to up my game. So I, I put a big billboard for our radio station on mine. <laughs> ah. and, and so everywhere, everywhere I went, um, everybody knew where I was from. But, yeah, we did good. There's a, a, a high school in Carmel, California is the only one that did any better. They did quite a bit better in one station of the year. and But we don't know who the judges are. We suspect it's the parents of the students in Carmel, in California. In California, of course. Yeah, yes. but we don't know. But uh, wow, I'll tell funny. you, it's humbling, though, too, that uh, going to a virtual convention, especially if you're one of the speakers, uh, Angela Yee was, uh, spoke, and she was great. She's Wu-Tang Clan, Breakfast Club, syndicated in 100 markets, had lots of good advice. And you can see to the number how many people are in your conference. And there were over 500 to listen to her, which was the biggest one of the bunch. So, in other words, a virtual Zoom convention actually better attended than the real one because you couldn't skip it and go out and hang out in Times Square. Right. And you can get bigger Hmm. guests because all they have to do is punch a button and be, you know, be in Times Square without having to be there. But uh, she she was awesome. I mean, she had and speaking of ideas, this this woman is, uh, you know, just from doing a radio show. She's got juice bars all over New York. She's got a cosmetic line. She's got two podcasts. I mean, really inspiring for the kids to hear from her. And mm. I was the last. I, I was uh, also a speaker they and I was the, the last keynote, one. It's the keynote speaker. She was. She was yeah. the keynote speaker. No, no, exactly. You're last. You're the keynote. You're last. No, I'm I'm like Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. There's two naked people laying on a blanket and a bunch of garbage. I mean, I, I was a, there, there. There were there were eight people in my talk, and three of them were my students. But it was still it was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, nice, very nice. Not, didn't have to get kids on a plane, and yeah, we did win a lot of okay. awards. And I heard a lot of. In fact, I heard one, our, one of our last big bosses. And uh, I had to bite my tongue a little because uh, he's a brilliant programmer. He's a music programmer. So a boss of ours is speaking at this convention, but did we leave on 100% good terms or not? Well, he didn't mention us by name, but he's talking about music programming. And but then he goes and, uh, and he has a he has a, he's well he has a New Zealand accent. That uh, I won't he has say a New too Zealand much. accent. Yeah, he's he's from New Zealand, and he said. Okay. Uh, you know, yes, I, I program music, and I and he gets really in depth. The guys, but I fancy myself a people person. He says, uh, I like to listen. If to it's all the guy of- I remember, he's not a people person. He's a well, fire people person. Well, <laughs> what he is is that he goes. I like to listen to all our stations, and when I hear a guy in Sarasota, Florida, I I email him, and he goes. He gets a bit put off by my title, but I say, mate. 
uh, you know, you sound good in Sarasota, but I think you'd sound better on that classic rock station in Seattle. I mean, that's literally what he said. And wow. I was like, you know, so uh, it was interesting to hear. And, and uh, the other part is... Now, uh, this, is, this is the guy who changed the format when we left, right? Is that who you're talking yep. about? I'm not going to yeah, say and, him by name. Yeah. Well, to, Andrew, to, to, and, put, to and, put a... No, don't, don't mention his name because I'm about to say All something right. cruddy about him. So don't say don't, 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 <laughs> no, no names. Yeah. He won't hear about it if we don't say his name because we're, Boy, we're not you, well, 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 Andrew, um, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I was I was the guy on the classic rock station in Seattle. And the guy doing afternoons at KZOK now is from Sarasota, Florida. Oh, no oh kidding. really? So, so you so, were the actual guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Spike, Spike, it's a double whammy for you. Not only did your dream just die, but Joe just killed it again. <laughs> yeah, Joe just, you know. Oh, I just oh. met the executioner. Inter- I can't child say. abuse. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, th- I, look. this is the guy that lied to my face six months earlier when I signed my three-year contract. Um, he t- you know, that, he told you what he had guy. to as, as we, we representing were in the, the same company. room. Yeah, we. I mean, you know. face, not over a phone call or a Zoom call, face to face. But by the way, they don't exactly lie. When they say, uh, "Are you going to fire me?" They say, "We have no plans to do that at this time." Right, hmm. But it's coming up on three o'clock, so you never know. What else is <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's half an hour and all that, you know. And I think this might get back to you not being so great at accounting. I mean, that's you yeah. know part of it too. Maybe. Well, what's uh, what I remember about that guy is that uh, we, uh, I was retiring, and they were maneuvering and. Um, uh, I do recall a certain very clever uh, co-host named Downtown Joe. I don't <laughs> give away too much, but no. I I do recall <laughs> that he um, uh, suspected something and did a, a search on possible radio station names, uh, and uh, you had brainstormed ideas for the radio station to change its name. Remember that, Joe? Yep, and I said I do remember that, and I started just doing uh, who like. Looking for domains that might be taken, and then you look for who owns it. And I totally forgot about that, but I think oh. that was the same guy. Yeah. It was the same guy. So one day, I got to tell you the story. One day, Joe comes up to me and goes, uh, I think we might be done by summer instead of Christmas. And I go, what do you mean? And, and I won't tell the whole part of the story, Joe, because part of it should never be told. (laughs) I'm taking it to my grave. But but Joe goes, I uh, did some look online for some of the names for radio stations. And you brainstormed like the sound for Puget Sound. You brainstormed the jet because it was the jet city. Anyway, Joe's looking up these names and he finds a whole bunch of them registered. Uh Uh-oh. And the guy who registered them? Mm Mm-hmm. This dude, Andrew, and it was his home number. It was his cell phone. Oh, my God. And he didn't, it never occurred to him. (laughs) (laughs) That somebody might bust him. And and it was funny because shortly after you found them, uh, it got into the industry trades. I have no idea who might have called that one in. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. If it was me, I'd still still say I don't know, even though it wasn't me. But, well, um, I had totally forgotten about that. But oh, yeah. it was, and I got to say, he gave a great talk. He does know a lot about programming. He's very yeah. successful, by the way, which is why he doesn't care about us. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, but he was there. He was a speaker on at oh, your yeah. convention. Wow. Yeah, they had the top guys in New York. I sent in with the Q104, the classic rock station in New York, and that was so funny because it's well, how are you broadcasting a remote? And these guys are like. 
Well, my engineer gives me a microphone, and he tells me it's on all the time, and I just better be careful. <laughs> and and uh, so, so you know, these guys aren't giving it. They don't know how they're broadcasting. So I right, said, well, right. maybe I can shed some light. I said, I don't have the biggest station, but I do have the biggest staff. I have 150 people. And what we do is we use Zeta, and we have five set-to-go accounts. And I start to explain. Did you tell him about clean feed, the thing we oh, use? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and clean feed. And the guy goes, wait a minute. He goes, you got five set-to-go accounts? Accounts? I said, yeah. He goes, we've got two. He's yeah, like, for, you know, for all of that big company. Well, oh, yeah, for, for, uh, yeah. for the number one classic rock station in New York. So, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So it was good. But, but uh, yeah, what I what's really exciting to me is I may live. I got a vaccine today. It's I exciting. Was really- I, I was going to say, you buried the lead because you got your first shot. What shot did they give you? Um, you know, that that is so interesting that you ask because they don't tell you. I went to I a... a a drugstore, and I felt a lot like it's going into a bar and ordering a well drink. And uh, you don't know, you know, when you're ordering the well drink, what brand. Give me the vaccine on the top shelf. I want the top shelf vaccine. So it's like if I had ordered a bourbon and Coke and the guy pulled out Jim Beam instead of Potter's or Monarch or something. And you go, yeah, that's pretty good stuff. I got Pfizer, and that's what I was hoping for. That's what I want, too, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but I I had no idea. If they pulled out Johnson & Johnson, would you have uh, walked out or would you have taken it anyway? I would have I would have taken that even probably preferred it so I wouldn't have to drive to Auburn again in in three weeks. But that's what but it I, comes down to convenience. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's and that's like eighty five percent. I mean, the bottom line is. Uh, okay. That's what somebody told me recently. They've adjusted. Sure. Uh, they, whatever channel you saw that on, that's a good channel. Yeah. Well, they've uh, either way. I got the Pfizer. I have an appointment for another one on the thirtieth, and and I'm not. I so far. I mean, I haven't really felt much. But I got to say, I, the guy who gave me the shot, I think he was around for the first pandemic. I mean, this guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to talk? And he wasn't a white guy, by the way. He was an old black guy. Great guy, but yeah. he was. I mean, old, old, and. Uh, he, he definitely got it in my arm, but he didn't know where. He said, you want a bandage? I said, well, I don't know. If it, is it bleeding? And he starts looking real hard, and then he, he takes a bandage, and he, he puts it on, and then he takes it off, and he puts it on, and he takes it off, and he goes, well, this one's not sticking. Let me get you a better bandage. And Wait, finally, a minute. He, Wait a minute. You're the only person I know who <laughs> bleeds from a vaccination. Oh, well, I know he bleeds. And I don't think I was bleeding, and I think that's why he uh, was having a hard time seeing it. I I didn't feel anything, but I was worried about the side effects. And uh, the one that really bugs worries me is the uh, loss of the sense of taste. So I stopped and got a root beer float immediately, Immediately. just to make sure. Just to be safe, yes. And wow. it worked, but I got to check again tomorrow. I think I'll go get a good bottle of scotch just to make sure that I can still, uh, you still, taste, still taste everything. Uh, so uh, if I understand correctly, then, because it's Pfizer, you get the second shot in three weeks. Yep, the 30th is, uh, and uh, he says you just come back at the same time. And I got to give Rite Aid credit. I think on the last podcast I talked about how they fool you with their aisles and stuff, but they've got this... Uh, vaccine thing down it said show up five minutes before your shot no sooner and i showed up about 10 minutes before and i waited and you know and uh it it was right to the minute when my when my time was at one o'clock that guy was giving me my shot and uh, they said come back for the next one at the same time but if if you can't any time before eight so 
they did, did a real good job. That's I'm, nice. I, and I just That's feel nice. so much better. I went back to the school, and it's like, all right, kids, come on. You can breathe on me all you want now. I'm not <laughs> ready to go. Wait, bring it. <laughs> uh, Joe, you wait two weeks, buddy. Two weeks have, have you buy, read anything crazy. about this, by the way? Not, not much, no. Okay, uh, so you're supposed to wait two weeks after your second shot. Yeah. So in right. three weeks, the two-week clock starts ticking. So in five weeks from now, you can visit your grandchildren. I know you don't right. have any, but you can visit them. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I, and I've been doing school the whole time. I mean, and I wasn't going to let them breathe on me. But, but I, I've, we have on March 23rd is when our, you know, hundreds of kids will come back in. And then, right. uh, then April 15th, will be, we'll be back to like 1,500 kids. So... So I was. I feel a lot better just. Uh, well, you you're know, probably have some it's in me. partial protection in about ten days from now is another thing that they think, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm just happy you're on. Uh, you know, you're on the road to vaccinated. Yeah, and uh, it's in our area. Uh, you know, my wife works at a hospital, and for the first time since March, they had zero cases. Uh, Two days ago, but she came home kind of sad today. They have two cases, so they do have two people in. But compared to what we were dealing with, uh, we seem to be getting out of the woods. I hear they may open Disneyland at the end of April. Um, you know, concerts may be coming back. So uh, huh. it's. Uh, but I'm kind of also thinking, man, this is going to be a lot of work just having to live and be with people again. I mean, it's uh, gotten like I said this this whole. Uh, Virtual teaching. I had a guest, uh, Taryn Daly from KISW, is on as my guest with my students this week, and she loves Rush. I can play Spirit of the Radio by Rush. Every kid is paying attention. Every kid is loving the song and the video because they're sitting there with their headphones on, staring at a computer. You bring a guest in in the real world, and you play a song, and you have somebody, and they're trying to sneak a look at their phones and text their friends and everything. So... It's going to be, it's this return to normalcy. Some of the normalcy, I hope, doesn't return. I, I hope we, <laughs> you know, I hope we can appreciate uh, uh, just the, as far, as far as the school thing goes, what a uh, amazing privilege it is just to breathe the same air with everybody else and still keep learning and, and doing like we have been. There's been a lot of learning done and uh, by us all, I think, in the last year. You think? I, th- I thought the kids were left behind by this. That well, they were the, saying that they were, you know, they were going to be stunted. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, I think that Social, they will be socially stunted. Yeah, I think what that's, they that's will the be fear. known known as is uh, is once again we haven't. I think I've talked about this too, but this will be a great generation. The resilience, the tenacity that these kids have. My freshman uh, class, 14, 15 year olds that are learning to make great radio content without ever having sat foot in a radio station or even a school for that matter oh sure you think yeah. they're not going to be good when they actually get into the real thing and now i had that happen yesterday i had three ninth grade girls come in go live on the radio for the first time and they were so thrilled and then mm. she's like so now i can take this i can i can put it i can make a podcast and then i'll repurpose it and i will play it at eight o'clock tonight during our regular time and they sounded live at eight and these are 14 year olds that are figuring this stuff out right. i haven't had 14 year olds like that in the past i mean it uh this has given us all a lot of time to sit around and 
think and learn and, and not be, uh, you know, distracted by a lot. And I'm already noticing the change. Sports are coming back and people yeah. are getting their volleyball practices going and everything. And we're all going <laughs> to get very busy again. Yeah. And concerts. But when the concerts come, let the, the dam is going to overflow with concerts. It's going to be I great. I hope so. That's what yeah, Terrence yeah. said. You know, it's the right. 50th anniversary of our alma mater, KISW, and they were hoping to have a mega concert, like, right. you know, the Quest uh, or whatever they call this football stadium these days, and still hoping to, but that may have to wait a year. But I, I can't wait to see live music again, and I know that... Uh, go to Texas least... right now, Joe. You can see it this week. Yeah, go to yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah. well, I've, Don't wait. I'm, I'm thinking Breathe about that. Breathe deep. Leave your mask at home. The snowstorm yeah. is over. It's all, there's plenty of juice. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Vegas. I mean, I think I'm ready. You're going to go to this, Vegas? No let kidding. This, yeah. Let this stuff kick in a little bit. And, uh, you, you know, they, leave it to be- you. You can't wait to go to the most unhealthy place even when there's no <laughs> pandemic. Well, it's, just, uh, it's, it's cheap. All right. Last topic, everybody. It's going to be a free-for-all. I'm even going to put on Chuck Opperman because Spike and Joe and Chuck uh, go back way back. Hey, Chuck, in Florida. Oh, man. All it right. is so great listening to you guys. <laughs> uh, last topic. It's, for some reason, the biggest story in the media. And, uh, and once again, Oprah Winfrey yeah. got a hand it to her, knew how to do this. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the big uh, Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah Winfrey, which, by the way, if it had occurred a decade or so ago, would not have been a big deal. It had an audience of 17 million people for oh. that show, which is a lot these days, of course. Yeah. But uh, in the old days, Archie Bunker used to get that you know, every half oh. hour. Jeez, that was a Tuesday night for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah but here's Stifle, what. Stifle, eat it. But he, and by the way, that show could never have been on because uh, we would have canceled it. No, we wouldn't have. Um, that's, a whole lot, that's a whole other thing. We're not going to do cancel culture. We'll do that next week. Right. Anyway, so um, here's the thing. That's the biggest news item in the United States right now. Uh, does it deserve to be? And in Britain, which has a lot, a lot less people than the United States, yeah. they had 11 min- million viewers. Isn't that almost like per capita? That makes it a bigger show in Britain than in sure. the U.S., right? Yeah. Anybody no, can answer that. I interesting about that. Yes. Was that the whole interview thing is that it was so explosive and uh, and anticipated that a bunch of people in the UK wanted to view it before it was available in the UK, you know, uh, and so they were using uh, VPN providers and and other dirty tricks to be able to watch it live when it aired on CBS in the UK, which they yes, normally and, wouldn't and have been check, able now, to. Now that we're past your official part of the show, <laughs> you're just a, basically a homeless guy who wandered in over the street. If you use a VPN, you can watch any show from anywhere and pretend you're there, right? That is correct. And my company sells it one of the more uh, better uh, VPNs that's very performant. But moving on. This show is brought uh, to you by Malwarebytes. (laughs) (laughs) What is a VPN for the uh, stupid uh, among us? Virtual virtual private private network. 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 And and it allows you to literally spoof your location. Yeah. Uh, uh, So, but the the interesting part about it was, is that so they're watching the live feed. So they're watching American television like we would receive over the air mm -hmm. with all the 
advertisements and what gets advertised on this a whole bunch of pharmaceuticals yeah. including pet pharmaceuticals now in the uk you that's not allowed that's illegal they don't really? want anyone interfering with the the patient doctors, doctors yeah uh, you know yeah. relationship you know they don't want people going and hey doc the tv says i need to get this Whereas we actually say, ask your doctor. Don't ask exactly. your doctor. Tell your doctor. He works for you. Don't tranquilizers. So Twitter <laughs> and the social media world was just ablaze with people going, oh, my God, is that what television is like in the United States? No uh-huh. wonder. <laughs> We, you know, they want a better healthcare system. Yeah. Can I, have can you I got ask restless legs? Oxy, right. thing, please. Right, right. Have you got restless leg? <laughs> if you got restless leg, take this pill. It will give you shortness of breath, heart murmurs, anal <laughs> leakage, <laughs> bed sweats, <laughs> flop sweats, large mandible breasts, <laughs> but your leg will stop shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Hostile <laughs> side effect is death. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, God. the Royals. It's it's amazing. And by the way, is this story exactly the same as Princess Diana? Pretty much, except that her her husband actually loves her. Well, one oh, guy boy. got made a fun of because his skin was dark, and the other one got killed by a car. I don't think as much <laughs> yes, as common in clubs, but I don't see that very much as. Oh, but I've just been hired by the Royals as their uh, a racial sensitivity trainer. Okay, God. good. How's that going? My, my name is Nigel Black. I've got no experience, <laughs> but they saw the name Black and they hire me. Okay. I think they got a lot to learn. I really do. Oh, I mean, right. Prince Philip is flipping purple, and they got a problem because Megan's baby is a little darker than pale. Right. Unbelievable. By the way, gosh, you know, uh, Prince Charles, is something wrong with his face? Did anybody see yeah, he's that? he's British. <laughs> is that what happened? Is that from? No, it's but not I mean, a lot. Of, there's not a lot of branches on the family tree, Bob. It's more like hold, a family stick. Yeah. No, but yeah, did you, you know, see? Uh, yeah, did if you, you see hold what an apple under his nose, though, yeah. he will eat it. Uh, uh, did you see his face though today? Did you see what what it? It's all red and uh, blood vessels. It's like yeah. Teddy Kennedy was. <laughs> well, he could be hitting it hard for all we know. Maybe. And then <laughs> yeah. and then you got Prince Andrew, who's just really thrilled that this show is on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. It's so, probably crazy. funding it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that someone actually said, I hope the baby isn't too dark? Yeah. It sounds like a ruse, such a ruse, though. I mean, it could have been somebody through the Can, gate for all they know, all we know. <clears throat> well, it's funny Can because I, ahead, I didn't watch job. that at all, but I heard that there was concerns about how the baby was going to look, and I thought it was they don't want another redheaded one no matter what. All I heard was, oh, they were concerned about the baby. I no just more happy. gingers. No more gingers, please. Anything I'm just like that. Happy to see British people acting crazier than us again for a change. Hey, it feels nice. normal, you know. It's nice. just, yeah. So, uh, and what is what is Megan's uh, ethnicity? She's mixed. She's mixed. Yeah, she's a white father and an African American mother. Which in the U.S. is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Right. But in England, they call it dark wood in the fire pile. <laughs> not, not, absolutely oh. not, Why am I not acceptable. About Spike, you stop that. Yeah. Oh. Not acceptable at all, Bob. All right. Well, Brit- Britain, and by the way, when I, when I saw it, I thought, oh, this is crazy. And I only saw the clips. But then when I imagined 11 million people in Britain watching this, I went, right. 
oh, this is, you know, this is deep. And the queen gave one of her statements, said uh, basically. Very little. Well, she was like that lady from uh, um, Monty Python. Nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see here. Oh, look at our prime minister's hair. Look at that guy. She basically said, uh, this is very concerning, especially the stuff about race, and we're going to deal with it as a private family matter, which means it's not concerning you at all, mm-hmm. right? It's, I, I thought it was uh, to be expected. I, well, by the, the way, the, why is there a royal family? What's the, what purpose do they serve? It's the money. It was uh, watery tart handing out swords, right? <laughs> right, right. It's no way, no, but for basis of government, right? Mm. Well, it's it's the flag essentially. It's just something to wave, or you know, to they literally wave. But it's it's just it, there's not a lot of governing going on, but it's something to be proud of, and it's been yeah. going for a long time. I mean, it's yeah. a tradition. Yeah. Well, it isn't it true that in early hum- humanity. Like Game of Thrones times. Game of Thrones is based on what do you call that uh, kind of history? Um, feudal, feudal television. Times? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the, like the era. Like Game of Thrones is. It lives in a fictional universe with supernatural ages? stuff and everything. The Dark Ages. Thank you, Spike. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what's in your wallet is another way for me. To- <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but that's where this comes from. Where you, if you were a ruler, you would pass ruling down to your next of kin. Oh, lands and, and title, right? Passing down lands and title. Right. You marry that ugly girl over there, you will have land and title, and we will join <laughs> our families and rule the kingdom. And that was the way they ended wars: was having you know one person marry from somebody else. You know, we're either they're either right. going to marry and we'll be united, or or we'll be fighting each other and i'll kill you amazing stuff royals in crisis is what the daily mirror says uh and here's another one archie has no right to be a prince wow despite megan's claims as experts slam harry's unworkable security demands hmm well, that's so. kind of a technicality. You can't be a prince now. Uh, you can only be a prince when you're a grandson. So as soon as Charles becomes king, then, oh. then he becomes a prince. And uh, But fortunately, uh, Queen Elizabeth's a, a young spry thing right now. So it's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> no, she, she's just yeah. moving into, you know, she's got her groove back. and she's <laughs> Liz, yeah. got, Liz got her groove back. I can't imagine. I, I I'm 64 and 9 tenths and I don't want a job. I can't imagine being 90. How old is she? 90? 90, 97. Yeah, and isn't uh, isn't her husband uh, Philip ninety nine? Older still, yeah, yeah, That's and still crazy. driving. Yeah, and she could abdicate any time and pass it on. Could uh, she could mm-hmm. to Prince Charles? Do you get the feeling she doesn't like him and doesn't think he would do a good well, job? He's, he's messed up. You know, he put yeah. he put them into a world of hurt for a long time with his. Uh, with his uh, errant are you, ways. Are you say. talking 25 years ago or just yes. a few months ago when, no. the st- when the series came out about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking 25 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. everybody see The Crown season four, the yes. most recent one? Yeah. No. Oh, no. That's Spike, you didn't see it? I have not seen The Crown. It is. Oh, you've never seen any of The Crown? Not a single one, Bob. Wow. Okay. I'm just, I'm just I, I take my time going through shows. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just finished Who's the Boss? 
I'm going to pick up Charles and Charge next and go through that. And That's awesome. Move on to, then Game of Thrones, you know. Oh. Um, knowing you the way I do and what tradition and history uh, mean to you, yeah, you'll love the crown. Oh, from, I, I know I will. I've said from I've, the beginning. Yeah, I've been struggling with this this accounting class. Why well, don't have time to take on television? That's right. Exactly. You got to learn all that. Have you ever seen cool. Peaky Blinders? By the way, I have not. Is it good? Oh shoot, it's it's. You remember the show uh, uh, Deadwood? Yeah, I, I didn't see yeah. that either. Yeah. I'm getting to it though. Brilliant. I've got to watch. I've got to watch uh, Gone with the Wind first. Right, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> then my favorite Martian. That's right. The early years, yeah. and then yeah, there was, no, Peaky Blinders is a show about uh, it's a post World War One show of Birmingham, England, mm-hmm. and an Irish uh, street gang. It's 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 just phenomenal. Just a All great right. show. All right, that's going to do it for us today, uh, with the exception of one more quick interview in just a moment and i'll invite you guys to hang out to hear this uh this song i believe is the most catchy song i have ever heard in my life uh and that's not it by the way i i was going to i was going to go in a slightly different direction but let's do this um in your life what have been the songs that have been the hardest to get out of your head? Baby Shark, huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was It's a Small World After All. Yes, yes. Okay. This song is as good, and I mean good. It's as good as those. It was put together by musicians all over the world, uh, and it was done uh, during COVID, and it's about how musicians are out of work and can't wait to get back and play for you. And... Uh, the song is called Hope by perfect strangers because these are people scattered around the world. Some of them are in Bermuda. One of the guys on this song was Paul uh, Allen's band leader in Seattle for his band, The Underthinkers. You ever hear of them, uh, Joe? I was about the only guy who bought their record. Remember that? The, uh, grown, you did. Yeah, the, yeah. Paul, grown Men, I think it was called. Uh, yeah, Paul Allen and Grown Men. and uh, Tim yeah. Pike uh, was, is the lead singer on this song, and he was the lead singer for Paul Allen's band, The Underthinkers. Damn. So uh, I'm going to play it for you. I swear to God. So here's the challenge to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. If you can hear this, uh, uh, Ed, you heard it once, right? Yes, yes, I did. Did it roll around in your head after it, one it, listen? It, it got stuck after a single play. Okay. Uh, for me, it took two plays. The first time I heard it, I sort of liked it, and I said, yeah, this is pretty good. And then the second time I heard it, I went, oh, man. Um, You're uh, Elements of uh, Bruce Springsteen, elements of Meatloaf. Uh, yeah, Meatloaf. What's, what's it called? It's called hope. You gotta have hope. I'm gonna play it for you. Take the hope the, off the COVID. Big, big Take time. the hope yeah. for free. No, it's not that. <laughs> Take the hope off COVID. And, anyway, it's <laughs> and you get shot on me. It's brilliantly produced. We're gonna interview the sax player who put together the video and plays on the song. His name is Derek Dyer. Stand by. I pulled in the right eight. I was feeling about half past dead. <laughs> the world's gone crazy. <laughs> And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. The Bob and Zip Show. So, do you remember the song, We Are the World? 
I do. Yeah. We yeah. are the children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was this wonderful uh, vibe of a whole bunch of amazing musicians coming together. I believe it had a lot of big money behind it, and of course, uh, it was seen as a very nice thing. Well, there's a song that's just come out called Hope by musicians and singers who have been out of work since the pandemic began. Broadway's closed down, no concerts. Every venue, from the little venue to the big, sits idle while we wait to get over the pandemic. And there's a song out that is starting to get lots and lots of clicks. And I have to tell you something about this song. Uh, A friend of ours plays on it. Uh, The list of people who play on this and their credits is would be too long for us to read we'd be here all day uh, the song and and i'm gonna say this ahead of time it's so good so catchy but the the song has heart it's just a great feeling so we're going to play it for you here tonight and we're going to uh welcome the sax player who is a good friend of ours derek dyer from boston derek hello hey guys hey, how are you awesome awesome how are you, how are you sir I'm good. I'm good. You know, surviving like everybody else. This and is a crazy time. For anyone who doesn't know uh, who Derek is or his credits, uh, he played internationally everywhere, uh, touring with Tina Turner, Joe Cocker, John Miles, Brian Ferry, Al Jarreau, uh, and a whole bunch more. So Roger Hodgson, you played with Roger Hodgson? I did. Wow. I did. And, uh, and and he's an amazing uh, an amazing guy as well, if I may say, especially <laughs> since he can hear me. I'm not paying him, folks. No. Me. <laughs> uh, and by the way, is anybody getting paid for this song, Derek? Uh, this has been a labor of love, really. This is something that kind of came out of nowhere for me. And a couple, of, I grew up in Bermuda, and the friend from Bermuda was co-writer. And they got in touch with me, his friend in Barbados. We're talking uh, Tony Brennan from Bermuda and Jimmy Duncan from Barbados. And they had this little song that they said we need a little help with. And uh, they had reached out to uh, uh, Will uh, Will Lee, the bass player, uh, wow. who's on the Letterman show. And God knows how many records, uh, a resume that's just absolutely ridiculous. And, and he loved it and just played on it. And it came to me with the bass track and uh, and a really kind of raw presentation. And, and, and if I'm looking at the credits right, Will Lee, you know, he's played for just a couple of small acts like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, the Bee Gees, Mariah Carey, Carly yeah. Simon, Joan Armitrading, Barbara Streisand, Al Green, Michael Bolton, Diane, Dionne Warwick, Roberta Fleck, Cher, Liza Minnelli, you know, James Brown, Chaka Khan, Barry Matt, the list goes on. But he was also with Paul Schaefer's orchestra on David Letterman yeah. for 33 years. Exactly. So he's got a few chops. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, and then, and that's him. And then you got someone from Bermuda, the drummer, Andy Newmark, uh, right? Well, Andy Newmark uh, really kind of has a pedigree, much like myself, that he grew up in Bermuda and left as a young man, and and just has played on many records with but you know, yeah, yeah. He, little, he started little, out with sly little and, acts like sly and the family stone john lennon <laughs> eric clapton bb king david bowie george harrison pink floyd carly simon james Tipper. by the way did i ever mention i'm very into name dropping zip calls me name dropping pop. in fact when you're not here i drop your name there that's <laughs> true yeah well, uh and and derek you also grew up in bermuda correct i did 
Yep, I'm a, I'm a product of. Uh, my father was a trumpet player. My mother was a singer. That's great. And uh, my my father was put out of business by the by the Beatles. He was in, uh, you know, he played at the Pagal in London, which was the number one night spot. And so he got offered a, a job in Bermuda, and he moved the family there when I was eleven. Wow. So that's what I really remember more than anything, and you know, all my my friends, and that's where I started playing. And then so, uh, I left Bermuda when I was 19, and I moved to Worcester. 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 Like, mm. you, did you throw a dart and just accidentally land on Worcester because you had bad aim, or did you shoot for Worcester? <laughs> <laughs> I was an incredibly naive young man, and I ran into... Uh, the uh, American Standard was playing at the same nightclub as my band, and Cliff Goodwin and Kevin Falvey, got rest his soul, he's passed, but... Uh, they talked me into joining the band. Right, and, and in toured with Joe Cocker and then Tina yeah. Turner, which yep. is amazing stuff. There's some uh, yep. un incredible videos of that. Now, also you're joined by Mitch Jacour, uh, yep. who I know uh, reasonably well, too. He was musical director for Joe Cocker for a while. He played for Peter Wolf and the Jay Giles Band combined yep. for a dozen years. Yep. And he's did he, like, he arranged a lot of the vocals? Well, okay, and, so... What did as, everybody as, do? Yes. Yeah, and by the way, take all the time you need. We have one minute. Go. <laughs> as this Aren't you glad you came on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I want to play the song. All right, we're out of time. Let's play 10 seconds of the song. You're eating into his time, Bob. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. It's a podcast. There's no sponsor. We can oh, go as right. long as we want. When they came to me, it was in its raw form. They asked if I would help. I helped them kind of organize the song a bit better. They, they were great. The, the Tony and Jimmy, you know, normally when guys are not working at this level, they, they kind of freak out when you kind of tear apart what they got going on. Anyway, we all worked collaboratively. And so I, I um, once, once the drums were on and I did my sax part, they said they were looking for a singer. I just worked with this guy, Tim Pike, who... Uh, I think he kind of sang a lot like Paul Rogers, and I knew he was really a gifted guy. So he came in, and I recorded it with Roger Lavelli out at uh, What You Said uh, Studios in Princeton. And then it, we realized that the backgrounds weren't working, and Tony mentioned maybe a gospel choir. And I said, well, there's only one guy we yeah. have to talk to <laughs> if we're going to do that. And that was Mitch. So Mitch arranged all the, uh, the uh. choir parts, uh, recorded them all mm. and then sent all of those parts to Bermuda individually and we had uh, people from a church choir go in and re-record and over and put them on top of all of Mitch's stuff you keep overdubbing well. so all keep of this was done socially I mean socially distanced let's put it this way <laughs> uh, Worcester Mass Kent UK Bermuda Barbados, Barbados uh, New York and New York and then yep. Uh, and by the way, I, I've heard of Tim Pike. Tim was in Paul Allen's band. That's right. When I was in Seattle, Paul Allen always yep. had a, a lot going on. Yep. And so uh, that band was called The Underthinkers. Yep. By guys who really thought a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so it's a, it's, a, it's a big, huge, we are the world of amazing players the message of the song, I'm, I'm going to take away from the video. you got to watch this. We're going to play the song, but you got to watch the video. Just search Hope 
and Perfect Strangers on YouTube, and it'll yep. it'll come hope, right. Hope by Perfect Strangers. Hope by Perfect Strangers. Hope by Perfect Strangers. And yep. it's it's been a couple of days, and 25,000 people have seen it already. It's going to go. Yeah. It's going to go nuclear. So, uh, uh, but but before uh, before we play it, just just tell me a little bit more about the purpose of the song and the meaning of the lyrics. Well, I'm, I think I'm speaking for Tony and Jimmy, obviously, but uh, what, what they came to me was that they were just so frustrated by so much devastation for our industry. It, you know, if you, if you just take an overview, literally overnight, an entire industry, an entertainment industry yeah, yeah. was put out of business. You're not just talking about musicians, you're talking about crew guys, stagehands, lighting, you know, audio, you know, all the ancillary stuff that goes along with it, you know, food services. It's so far reaching that it's it's just frightening to even think about. For, you know, I I mean, for me, my career, I've been blessed. I've done a lot of wonderful things, but I'm on the downside. It's, and this was just a wonderful avenue for me to kind of, work with these guys and bring it all help bring it all together and this and literally it's just talking about how difficult of a a time this has been but there is hope that that we believe that 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 there is light at the end of the tunnel now with the vaccine and hopefully sooner than later that we can start entertaining people again we can start having people enjoy I call it the third dimension of life, really. You can't really, you can't touch it. For the most part, you don't see it. Mm. You, you know, thank God you can't smell it. But, you know. <laughs> Very good. But, but, but it, it touches the heart. It's, it's the inner core of every human being on the, on the planet. And this is just a song just to kind of uh, reflect what we've been through and that there is hope. And it says hope, strength, and faith. And uh, and you know, try to least lift people's spirits for four minutes, five minutes, however long the song is, you know. But it's real, it's sincere, and um, I'm really, I'm really thankful that it kind of came to me. By the way, you know? if you're the type of person that doesn't want a song rolling around in your head for days don't, and days, do not listen. <laughs> you to should it. T- you should turn this off right now. You are correct. <laughs> May it's I he, add too that, my, that uh, yeah. the tone of your sax on that has never sounded sweeter. I dare say. Well, thank you. I <laughs> I I actually used a little trickery, not trickery, yeah. but just not. I not sent tr- uh, Derek some maple syrup, and he pours some maple syrup on it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, that's not it. What is ba- it, Bob? I, I will use any any advantage I can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But but I I, re, I double track the saxophone. If you listen to it, it's left and right. But in, instead of doing it with the technology, I actually recreated it a second time, and it so it just gives it a different perspective to a lot of other sax stuff you probably listen to. Right. You know? Hope yeah. Will Lee on bass, Andy Newmark drums, Derek Dyer sax, sax, Mitch Chakur. Uh, choir arrangement, background vocals, Tim Pike, lead vocal, Dan Reed, guitar, James Jimmy Duncan, Tony Brannon, uh, who plays piano, uh, James also plays guitar, keys, backgrounds, and co-writers, the Hope Singers, a whole bunch of cool people. You can read more about them online. Let's play it for you, and you can find it, Hope by Perfect Strangers, at YouTube.
Something to see me through